taking the time to be patient and to let the client be comfortable to tell us all that they need to know in the beginning. And that makes the engagement a whole lot easier. If you don't have passion for the topic, there's no harm in outsourcing it to a subject matter expert because you want your passion and your understanding of the idea or the topic at hand to come through in the writing. Welcome to the Making a Marketer podcast, the show for all levels of experience with the best guests in the industry. Now, more than ever, it's important to keep up on the latest marketing trends and topics, and this is just the spot. Get ready to learn and laugh with your hosts, Megan Powers with Powers of Marketing and Jen Cole with Now Marketing Group. Here we go. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 67 of the Making a Marketer podcast. I'm Megan Powers with Powers of Marketing, and my guest today is Chris Kraft. Hi, Chris. What's up? What's going on, world? Hey, how you doing, Megan? Good, 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 good. I am excited to have you on. I am a word nerd like yourself. (laughs) And although I didn't get like an engineering degree or whatever you did to end up as a writer, but I got my bachelor's in English and my master's in communication. So you did it the right way. Well, I mean, you know, you're well-rounded and if you're a writer, you're a writer. Like that's cool. If that's your jam, you can do anything, which is why it's kind of funny when I was getting my English degree, of course, everyone was like, oh, so you're going to teach? No. And my brother, Kevin said, oh, because only teachers need to know how to write well. (laughs) Right. Tell my kids, if you can write and do basic math, I mean, that's like more than half the battle in life and career. Yes. All right. So our topic today is crafting creative copywriting with Chris Kraft. Chris, like myself, has a pretty good last name for what we do. I'm telling you. I've got the powers. (laughs) You've got, you've got your crafty. (laughs) We got this (laughs) dialed in. All right. And Maureen Jan Piler is on. She says, hey, Chris. Hey, Maureen. All right. I'm going to read your bio. Chris Kraft is the chief content officer at Neolux Marketing Agency and founder at Now media and they have a new community and podcast and we'll talk about that at the end give every make sure everyone sticks around so they can hear this stuff chris helps healthcare and tech companies grow through content marketing he serves customers through content strategy copywriting blogging and copy editing i love it so editing is i I like to say is my superpower Mm. i can see a single space on a page that doesn't belong there it's really freaky it just like jumps out at me but what if it's your own copy? Is is that include your own copy or other people's copy? It does, if not at first blush, if I go back to <laughs> it. But yeah, you're right. Of course, we see what we think we wrote um, instead of what we actually wrote, right. which is why it's so funny. Somebody posed the question online the other day, like, what are some of your editing hacks? For me, if I make something weird, no matter what kind of document it is, if I make it a PDF and then look at it as a PDF, I always catch things that Ooh. I don't catch otherwise. I don't know what it is. If, if it's the clarity that it creates, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I always got to be ready to read PDF like 10 times if I'm PDFing something because inevitably <laughs> I'll, find, I'll find like five things and I'll find it and then I'll go back and I'm like, no, Megan, go through the whole thing once and then go back. So anyway. That's cool. Yeah, I haven't heard that one before. That's neat. I don't know. I mean, everyone has their own things. All right. So let's talk strategy. I'm the chief strategist for my company. So strategy is my jam. I think that you shouldn't do anything without figuring out why you are doing it. So in terms of developing content, 
in terms of writing, how do you approach developing out a content strategy for your clients? Sure. So Maureen, who just checked in with us, is all things strategy for Neo Lux. She's awesome. And, you know, we make a, a, a pretty awesome team. So I'm speaking as her proxy right now. Mm-hmm. But what Maureen does in there, I'm, I'm there as a fly on the wall. Really, what she does really well is make it conversational when we're doing onboarding of a new client. And we sit and take our time and we don't try to jam our first onboarding session where we're doing intake into 30 minutes. You know, we take however long it takes to ask all the required questions to get to the bottom line of what we're going to be creating for them so that we can create a creative brief that's accurate and that's in line with the scope of the work. Well, I think it's awesome about our combination at Neo Lux is that we do a good job at balancing the art and the human side of the project that we're taking on to identify the problem and the core method for solving the problem that our client does. But we also look at the science of it. And my skill, I'm able to pull, and I guess this is the engineer in me, I'm able to pull keywords and topics and themes out of the feedback we get from our strategy sessions. And that helps us build out a map of sorts that's in line with a, a customer journey, that's in line with the content calendar that we'll be laying out for, for our clients. So really, I guess, you know, to sum it all up, what it comes down to is just taking the time to be patient and to let the client be comfortable to uh, tell us all that they need to know in the beginning. And that makes the engagement a whole lot easier as, as we roll it out. Yeah. And revisiting is smart too. Maureen says you're doing a great job. Oh, thanks, Mo. <laughs> all right. I love that. I have a sister named Maureen and Mo, we call her Mo also. <laughs> That's awesome. Reen also. Reen is Reen. Oh, Reen. wow. Yeah. Reen. Actually, we call that. her Reen more than we call her Mo, if I'm now that I, now that I say that out loud. <laughs> all right. So writing's hard for a lot of people, right? Like yes. content block, writer's block is a real thing. So thing. yeah, what do, you, do you have any tips for combating writer's block? Yeah, so I say this all the time. Either you're a morning writer or you're an evening writer, right? I don't know anyone who's both. I know either the person that burns the midnight oil or like me, I like, oh, you're that? I'm the total opposite. I'm the- Woo-hoo. <laughs> I, I can't do that. Maybe in college I used to do that, which is- Probably the reason why I didn't get good grades in English in college, funny enough. But <laughs> but I would say know the type of writer you are in terms of the, the time of day and stick with it. So my number one hack is get good rest for me. Wake up early when distractions are limited, aka before our kids wake up. And and, uh, write with a fresh mind. And another very, very underrated thing is the outline. So we rank number one for InspireFirst.com for the keyword, the three by three writing process. And it basically steps through nine steps of how to create well-written content. And one of those early steps after you do all your research is to take that research and write an outline. Because a lot of people go into their, you know, their zero draft method and it sounds good to brain dump rather, but if you have a map of how you want to lay things out with the outline, I think that really helps combat writer's block because you already have the flow right there for you. And if you're blogging, that outline, you'll see that the outline ends up becoming the structure for your subheads that encompass your content. So uh, I would say those are the two main things to combat writer's block. Get good rest. uh, Or if you're a nighttime writer, you know, make sure all distractions are out the way. Don't try to look at TV, you know, while doing your writing and do an outline and you'll be well on your way. 
I like all those tips. That's awesome. Yeah, I will confess that I tend to, especially when I'm blogging, I just go. But normally it's because there's something, this is for my own, not if I'm writing for a client, that's something different. But for me, when I'm blogging myself, I like something hits me and I'm like, I got to write about that. And then I just go. But I will say I have been blogging less because I'm not traveling. I do some of my best writing on an airplane. Mm. And so I will have lots of hours of air travel in the next month. <laughs> I'm taking a big trip on Friday. So yeah, that's one of my goals for my trip is to is to do some writing. I'm gonna outline. I'm gonna do you outline. do you zone out to music at all sometimes when you write? You know, it's funny, uh, my whole life, music in the background for all things, for at all times. Yeah. And then in the last few months, I've found myself in silence a lot, like not wow. on purpose, but just, I just, it'll hit me like, oh, I just got into that. I didn't turn anything on. Maybe I'll just leave it off and see how this goes. <laughs> <laughs> But I do, there is certain kinds of music, yeah, that I think depending on what you're writing about, like can get you going. Yeah, but, I agree. So that's actually a good segue to my next question, which is what resources do you use to spark creativity? Um, oh, in the yes. writing that you do? So my first entrepreneurial venture out of college was a record label. So music is very near and dear to me. So that will say that that is the number one thing. Music sets the mood. As a matter of fact, late last week, Inspire First launched its first Spotify playlist for writers. So definitely go check that out. Music without words, because words tend to distract me, unless it's Radiohead. I could kind of, you know, <laughs> draw it out to Radiohead's music. But yeah, the I would say music, number one. Number two is passion for the topic. That really, you know, gets me going. And if you don't have passion for the topic, there's no harm in outsourcing it to a subject matter expert, especially for client writing. You want your passion and your understanding of the the idea or the topic at hand to come through in the writing. Yeah, I would say those two things really get me going. Having a passion for the topic, that just kind of hits home for me with (laughs) something I've been struggling with a little bit. It's not something, it's not an industry that I'm immersed in and the client really thinks they know what they want, but they aren't awesome about articulating it, which leads me to my next question. Uh Oh, here we go. Uh, Yeah. So sometimes, you know, clients have difficulty articulating what their vision is and what they're looking for from you, which can make a writer's job a little bit more challenging. So do you have any tips for facilitating that exchange at the beginning of a project and then potentially through many rounds of revisions? Because, you know, (laughs) you think you got it and then turns out you didn't get it. And then the client's like, "Uh, try again. Try again. <laughs> what are your and again and again? Yeah. What are your thoughts? So my, you know, mentor in a, in a lot of these areas is a a fine lady named Jeannie Dietrich. I love Jeannie, and she would slap my hands whenever I would take on a client without making a strategy session mandatory. And that's no longer the case. I used to do it all the time, but in client writing, you have to take that time early on. Uh, honestly, sometimes the first month of the engagement is not doesn't involve any content creation. It's just going back and forth, doing strategy, content, calendar creation, keyword research, all those things lead up to making the actual content creation part of it, the cherry on top, where it's easy. For our agency, Neo Lux, we have a two revision maximum for our engagements. So that's baked in into the, the service agreement. So expectations are set early on. But honestly, we do so much pre-work ahead of time that, you know, I'm not trying to brag here, but typically our first drafts are, are pretty darn good. 
And it's rare we have to go into multiple back and forth. So that's what I would say. I would say have as intimate of a relationship with the client before you start the writing. And that will, you know, save you from a lot of headaches later on. Yeah, all great advice. It is that whole two revision max um, conversation is kind of a hard one to have with the client. Like, yeah. I don't think I've actually yeah. ever had it, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> <I'm just> like, <laughs> okay, I'll do it. Or, or I'll get to the point where even if I disagree, I'm like, okay, I'll write it like that. You got it. Yeah. Yeah. Especially early on, we have the, you know, the, the client is always right, you know, type of thing, you know, early in, in the engagement, but, you know, over time, you know, once you hit a rhythm, you know, even after the, the writing portion of the engagement, I think when you hit that rhythm, you know, you and your client kind of become one after a while, if they're patient enough to stick with you. Right. And, um, I think it should become easier over time. Or you with them. Right. This maybe. <laughs> right. Yeah. All great advice. All right. So this is something I am not great at doing. Like it's something on my list of things to do, repurposing content. Like Mm. there's so much gold in all of these podcast episodes and I have not mined that gold (laughs) for other things. But obviously repurposing content is a good way to stretch a good idea across several different channels, platforms over time. Do you have a process that helps you figure out what content's best to repurpose and how do you go about that? Yeah. So we do a lot of long form content writing at first and we rewrite content with the intent of breaking up that content and using it in different ways. Right. So we write content, you know, when we take our outline, we already see how that content is going to be broken up into eight to 10 tweets. We see how that content could be turned into an abstract that will end up becoming, you know, semi-long form LinkedIn copy. I will say repurposing is just all about being intentional. Also, it helps a lot if you have a team. There's no way I would be able to do what we do if it weren't for Maureen and Greg and Drake and other other team members that, that uh, help us out because I can write an article. It's really cool to see how Greg turns that article into a Pinterest pin, right? And it's it's just like, whoa, I would have never thought to approach this long form piece of copy and turn it into something visual. The other the cool thing that we, we just started to do, I would say about a month ago, is that we start to turn our long form pieces into carousels for Instagram. And people are really, really loving it. So check out our Neo Lux Instagram and you can see how we turn our articles into really visually stimulating high aesthetic pieces that you could flip through. And then boom, you know, you've turned a blog post into an, an ebook of sorts. So yeah, I would say intentionality is the number one thing. And then having some people you can bounce ideas off of that can turn that article into tweets, into visual assets, et cetera. Yeah. I mean, I definitely need to be turning these episodes into blog posts at a minimum, but yeah, there's definitely some other stuff we could be doing to draw people to the podcast as well. So I, right before COVID, actually at the beginning of COVID, I purchased a new URL for the podcast and I haven't done anything with it yet, <laughs> but making a marketer podcast.com. <laughs> I own that. It'll one day hey, be you. another spot. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, another, a cool it. thing, I got some feedback on our podcast. Like I sent someone to an episode page and they're like, Hey, where's the transcription? And I I didn't really think that someone would be looking for the transcription. Um, but that it satisfies a couple things. You know, some people would, you know, if they didn't catch, you know, audibly the, you know, something that the, the speaker said, you know, they could go and just scan and find that, that, 
timestamp and, and and read that portion of the the interview. And it can increase time on site, uh, which is the SEO signal, which is a really cool thing for the podcast episode page. So we've really loved using Rev or Timmy, the AI version of Rev, just to turn our our podcast into a written form. Yeah, that's actually, I think the thing that's been holding me back is the um, expense of transcription. And and so I need to, Otter is a tool that I was referred yeah. to. So I'm, I'm going to take a look at that. Yeah, because I definitely don't have time. I'm not transcribing it myself. But also I could just, based on having listened, I listened to each episode like three times, right? Because we're producing it. So I could, if I worked it into my workflow, then I could like just write that blog post straight away. And then it could also be commentary on what was said versus just being, you know, an exact uh, replica of what, but it also does help you out to pull quotes and stuff for social. That's um, right. Yeah. I believe and, that's our next step is the commentary of what we say within our pod. Right now, it's just a straight transcription, but I, lo- I love that idea. Well, and we, this season, we started pulling quotes out. So there will be some pearl of wisdom or two of yours that'll be the lead in to the show. So it plays and then the welcome music and all that kind of stuff um, goes and then the show kicks off. And it's, it's nice, I think, cause I, I, well, of course I didn't, I got the idea from listening to podcasts where I was like, Oh, that's cool. Cause they kind of, they're giving you a taste of what to expect to right. try to hopefully get people to stay on listening. Um, it's a lot of work, isn't it? It is, <laughs> but it's my, it's actually my favorite part of my job. I also host another podcast called inside events. And that one is one that I get paid to do. So, Oh, nice. Yeah, you know, the, I haven't monetized this, but indirectly, in, indirectly, I have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, so tell us about this new community and your and a little bit more uh, about Inspire First, your podcast and stuff. Sure. So InspireFirst.com is our community slash all home for products associated with uh, Neolux Marketing. And we all about the art and science of good writing. So when you go to our website, which is mostly centered around our blog, um, you'll see content that helps you do everything from uh, crafting grammatically correct content or copy to content about SEO tools to even uh, articles about how to write poetry. We want to have the full 360 approach for how to become a, a more complete writer or author author, uh, whether self-published or not. And I just think what it is, is that we're in an age right now where we're coming through the whole blogging is dead thing where people were espousing that. And it, it could be the furthest thing from the truth. Blogs dominate Google search result pages. What, Like we mentioned earlier, blogs you know, are often the, the first stage that you pull things from for repurposing. And we just want to get that out there and be out front and being the people that talk about that balance between the art and science of really good copy and sound content marketing. So yeah, inspirefirst.com. We, we love what we do. And funny enough, when we were doing our marketing strategy for Neo Lux, which is only three months old, we're new into this thing. Inspire First inspired us to create a, uh, a content calendar for Neo Lux that basically drafts off all that we do on the Inspire First side. And we do nice bite-sized versions of the articles that we write and publish on the Inspire First side, and we publish them to all of Neo Lux's channels. So they're, the two initiatives are very married together, and the, the synthesis is, is really sound for our community. I was just going to say on the last thing on the inspirefirst.com. So then all of that you're doing for that 
feeds into the podcast plan then ideally right yes exactly what topics and all that kind of good stuff yes okay Awesome. All right. Well, everyone, please go check out that podcast, inspirefirst.com. We'll uh, get you there. One final question. What are you, or I'll let you choose. Do you want to answer the superpower question or the, what tech gadgets apps are you hot on? Let's go with superpower. Superpower. Okay. If you could have a superpower in your job, what would it be? Oh, that's a good one. Superpower empathy. Definitely. I would love to be able to feel what others have gone through without me having gone through their experience on my own. I think that would be killer for not only as a writer, but as a leader at our business. I think it'll be great. Okay. So <laughs> thank everyone who um, was with us live um, during the show today. Thank you. If you're watching on the replay or listening on the podcast, um, we appreciate you very much. Thank Chris and our guest today. This was awesome. Thank you, Megan. So this has been episode 67 of the Making a Marketer podcast, and we will catch you next time. <laughs>